Welcome to the June episode of the Astrology Oddcast. It's a few days late and Venus is already in Cancer, uh, but Mercury retrograde in Gemini is making things very, very busy because maybe because it's just for me because I'm rising Gemini and it's in my first house. It's suddenly bringing all these things to my attention. But I, I've seen, I get the feeling that that's happening for everyone, but you can let me know. I, it's, Mercury is in his sign of communication and he's just, he's going for it. He's, he's retrograde and he's like, look, we've got this. We could have done this. We could go here. We could go there. And he's, and he's really bringing the options. This is an incredibly busy month. The, this is something that I've definitely had my eyes on. June is one of the key moments in 2021. October is key because Jupiter and Saturn go direct in Aquarius in October. And I think that will be a real shift. Whereas this month we have Jupiter going retrograde on the 20th which I shall talk about. It's, a, it's kind of a date for the diary. It will be interesting to see what themes emerge. You know, Jupiter in Pisces, everyone's been very excited about that. We're, we're kind of out, we're having drinks, we're socializing again. That is definitely the blessings of Jupiter in Pisces. But when he retrogrades towards the end of the month, the day before solstice, in fact, will we see some of our freedoms, some of that glossy, happy, Jupiter in Pisces guardian angel vibe diminished will it be deflating Jupiter inflates but when he deflates he deflates hard uh, you, you know you hear people talk about Sagittarius and that Sagittarius are very optimistic but also when it's depressed it's like whoa I, I just didn't think things could be this bad because they were at such a high level it's a big it's a long way to fall so we'll see hopefully not hopefully not maybe you know a retrograde planet when he stations on the 20th he's very powerful but when he's retrograde is he's, he's losing some of his potency it's more introspective and it's a more internal search for meaning and perhaps the individual will start questioning what they believe which is a jupiter theme belief as opposed to just accepting the beliefs of everyone else although that isn't a a thing in 2021 because the year is so divided. The reason I've been looking ahead to June is because of the eclipse on the 10th, followed by the Saturn Uranus square on the 14th. So this is because Saturn has retrograded and he's meeting Uranus again. So they met on the 17th of February and they will meet again on Christmas Eve. And that will be the three clashes of the waning square between Saturn and Uranus. Saturn as you probably know by now, love boundaries and restrictions. And he rules fear, authority, things we need to respect. He is the lord of time. He brings deadlines. And in a way, he does serve to protect us in a way that traffic lights and zebra crossings and the kind of rules and regulations and deadlines that keep us safe and on track and keep us progressing through our life. But also you can be too protected. You can be that kind of helicopter parent who puts their child in a, in a helmet the whole time, just in case they fall over and bang their head. It's, it, Saturn has been very, 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 very strong. He traditionally rules Aquarius. He's very strong in Aquarius. Uranus is his father and he is rebel he is new he is maverick he is innovative so wherever uranus sits at the moment he's in taurus he's bringing some kind of freakery some kind of new novice thing and anything that is uranian 
is fresh and new and exciting and novel, such as cryptocurrencies and perhaps years ago, women's liberation and women getting the right to vote. These things were new. The French Revolution, anything Uranus was discovered at the French Revolution. There were lots of revolutions going on. He is. And for that reason, when a planet is discovered, what is going on? You know, when they, the scientists with their telescopes discover a new planet and then they synchronistically name it with an astrological mythological name and then that somehow matches that's how we understand what Uranus is about in that when he was discovered there was a lot of revolutions going on that's that's how we know we you look at history look at history astrology is essentially history and then any predictions are based on history and looking at the patterns so with Uranus and Taurus we are looking at crypto of course but any and the blockchain Saturn block um, and the connection chain is Uranian. So the blockchain at the moment is new-ish, radical, something that some people aren't still aware of. Some people are completely in it, but they are the rebels, they are the weirdos. Eventually, the blockchain will become mandatory. It will be normal because everything Uranus eventually turns into Saturn. Saturn castrated his father in myth. He takes away the potency and the innovation of Uranus and he makes it normal. So everything that was once weird is normal. Having a mobile phone was once weird. It was once exciting. It was like, wow, mobile phone. And now it's like, yeah, and where's your phone? Uranus becomes Saturn. Video calling, I mean. <laughs> so yeah, you get the picture. And Uranus rules Aquarius. Saturn doesn't rule Taurus. To reiterate, Saturn is currently in Aquarius. Uranus is in Taurus, but there's a sort of mutual reception in as much as Uranus would really like to be in Aquarius and Saturn would probably do very well in Taurus. There's something there where they are collaborating, they're corroborating, they're getting on. And I do think that is partly the blockchain. And again, Saturn in Aquarius is Orwellian. George Orwell had Saturn in Aquarius. Winston Churchill had Saturn in Aquarius. I recently saw Jordan Peterson has Saturn in Aquarius. Eddie Izzard. Philip Schofield. I mean, they're not particularly relevant, but they just came to mind. So with Saturn in Aquarius, we're looking at people who think differently, but we are definitely looking at Orwellian themes, Orwellian overtones and data. I don't know if you know, but the NHS are selling all of our data. You can opt out. Um, it was in the Metro the other week, but we've got probably now about five weeks, something like I think it's a June the 23rd, actually, but maybe it was July the 23rd um, to opt out to you can write to your GP. But there's some people say, oh, what's the big deal? There's a great book that I was reading at the beginning of the year in January. I ordered it when I was doing my 2021 overview and looking at this Aquarian year. You know, I think it's Aquarian because the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction, the Bethlehem star in December was in Aquarius. We have two full moons in Aquarius. We have a lot of tech digital Uranus things going on because Uranus rules Aquarius. So I was looking ahead and I don't, I just don't like the Orwellian stuff. I really don't. I, 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 ever since March, 2020, when the police were there with their microphones telling people to not be on a walk in the Peak District, I was like, people are going mad here. This doesn't make sense. Fresh air is always a good thing when you're ill or not ill, but it's always a good thing on a sunny day to go and get fresh air. When you're telling people to stay home instead of get fresh air, something has gone radically wrong. So I was reading a book recommended to me called Privacy is Power by Clarissa Someone. And she was like, yeah, you might not think it's a big deal, but if in 19... 
99, when you set up your Hotmail account, you had known what you were giving away. Would you have done it? Would you have given your data away? Would you let everyone know everything about you that to the point now that we're tracking phones where people can, we're carrying phones where we can be completely tracked. So this, all of this is coming to play again. The, the intensification of Saturn and Uranus squaring within three days of the total solar eclipse. Whatever happens close to an eclipse, you look at the big astrology that happens either side of it. For instance, the lunar eclipse we just had on the 26th of May, Saturn station retrograde just a few days earlier. And you can be like, okay, I'm going to read those two things as one because they are two very interesting astrological events happening fairly close in the grand scheme of things with respect to time. So I would definitely be looking at this eclipse and the Saturn-Uranus square as one thing. Also, I always found that very interesting because it's Trump's birthday. Donald Trump's birthday is the 14th of June. So when I was looking at this last year, I would expect something to do with Trump. Also, I saw on Instagram today, they have today reinstated his Instagram or his Facebook or something, which is very interesting timing, considering that he has been censored with Saturn in Aquarius, censoring because they think it's protective. But it's when you censor information, who are you protecting, really? Because people should be allowed to think for themselves. Of course, there's there's an argument for, to like delete child pornography and there's an argument to d delete the radical terrorism, perhaps. But also, this is philosophy, isn't it? When you when you get into this debate of everything is a sliding scale. But I would like, I prefer freedom of speech to a world that is censored because that's disquieting. But, but I don't have the answers on where that line lies. And I think that's something that we should all be thinking about. And perhaps when Jupiter moves retrograde on the 20th of June, this is, we will start having some conversations. Now, North Node is Gemini this year. The total solar eclipse is very close to the North Node. And Mercury is there as well. So Mercury is retrograde. The eclipse is at 19 of Gemini. And Mercury will be at 20 of Gemini on the 10th. And then on the 11th, Mercury will be Kazimi. He will be exactly like, whoop. They'll both be at 20 degrees in the sun's flames. And that is, so the, the 10th and the 11th are fascinating. Information, Mercury. It's all Gemini. It's all eclipsed. There is, there is something coming out. Also, Neptune, the, the planet that disguises and fogs and distorts and paints fairy tales instead of facts and is sensationalist, is square to the eclipse. He'll be at 23 Pisces and the, the eclipse is at 19. So that's, you know, that's four degrees. That's, that's a square. So there's confusion. There's fog being lifted. There is information just like, hidden, buried, wobbly just confusion maybe even emotion because neptune is emotional and a solar eclipse involves the moon obviously the moon goes in front of the sun is it something i would completely consider emotional because the full moons are probably more emotional but we can see how people feel but nonetheless confusion and information and i've just written some horoscopes actually for the eclipse and for Scorpio 
it's in the eighth house. Uh, Gemini will be in that rule set eighth house if you're rising Scorpio. And I think a total solar eclipse in your eighth house with Mercury retrograde says some secrets are coming out. So I, th I thought that was really interesting as I wrote it. That was the one that particularly stood out as like, okay, because you can't fight with an eclipse. I could give you advice as an astrologer and you're rising Scorpio to say, okay, Mercury retrograde in your eighth house, be careful with who you tell your secrets to and definitely watch where who you're texting, et cetera, et cetera. But you can't negotiate with an eclipse. It's coming for you. And you can do some damage control and you can do some PR, but ultimately it's coming for you. You can't, that's why eclipses are great for predicting because they, they happen. Just, they, they, are, they just are. So that part of the month, the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th is, 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 that's it for me. I think this podcast, because I haven't particularly, I know that, Mars moves into Leo, which is going to be a big change in energy from people being wanting to feel safe and secure to perhaps their drive for some self-expression. Like Mars moving into Leo on the 12th or the 11th, depends where you are in the world. People want to get out there again. They want to get dressed up. They want to go. They're ready for the 21st of June. They're ready. They've been told the 21st of June, but with Jupiter moving retrograde and the fact that Saturn is in Aquarius. Aquarius is the crowd. It's the people. It's it's humanity. You put Saturn there, you put a block in it. Wherever Saturn is, there's a block. You're learning your lesson. And the lesson we're learning is how do we make friends and how do we how do we be together? It's social Aquarius, distance Saturn. And so with Saturn and Aquarius, can we expect anything? We can't. Can we really expect a lift in restrictions until Saturn leaves Aquarius? Possibly not. And that's 2023. But there's levels, obviously, or tiers, as we call them in the UK, as to what those restrictions are. But an absolute lift with Saturn in Aquarius, either way, there's going to be people who are fearful and remain fearful of other people with Saturn in Aquarius, irrespective of restrictions. Some individuals are now traumatized because of what they've been told or experienced. So... On the 21st of June, the sun will move to Cancer and there was an eclipse there last year. So that should ping off when a planet hits a place in the sky where the eclipse was. And that was a very powerful eclipse. And so its effect arguably, arguably could be felt for three years. I don't remember what I wrote for that new moon last year. The focus was on the home and the family. I remember I said it was like moving into a new house, a, a whole new scene a whole new way of doing things. So perhaps with that activation, the fresh start and the fresh look at the world we live in and the way what we consider home and what we feel comfortable with could be on the cards. But I really don't know. I don't know. I I am not sure how, I don't think they're going to let us lift all restrictions on the 21st. But maybe they'll have to if some kind of secret and mass confusion, whatever happens at the eclipse, I am sure that there's going to be more discussions of the Dominic Cummings, Boris, Matt Hancock, the lies, the people who have been paid, the the what's going on with Fauci in the States, you know, the leaked emails. There's going to be more leaked emails. There's, there's more. There's definitely more whistleblowing. There's definitely more journalism. There's definitely more journalism. Because Mercury in 
retrograde. He's the trickster. He's he's got more freedom. He's he's not he's not playing by the rules. He's being naughty. That's Mercury. Mercury in Gemini is the messenger. Mercury rules Gemini. They they get from A to B. And as I mentioned, when at the eclipse and everything that happened in Belarus, I mentioned this on my Instagram stories. So Mercury rules journalism. And he hasn't, he is protected. He is the psychopomp. In myth, he could go down to Pluto's underworld and he could retrieve souls and he took souls down, but he was allowed to come out. He was the only person, one of the very few gods who could go down to the underworld and come back. He was the psychopomp. That was something special afforded to Mercury in the same way that journalists can go into war zones and come out. They, there is some kind of unwritten rule that information needs to move you don't don't shoot the messenger you just you don't shoot the messenger it's it's something you shouldn't do and mercury is the messenger with him retrograde he's like he's delivering his message but he's then stopping for a chat you know he might he might have a flirt with you he's he's stopping he's going off and having a coffee and a fag on his break he's he's not just the messenger he's having a laugh he's doing what he wants he's kind of he's funny he's clever he's good at his job he's witty he doesn't need to abide by the convention he's got more liberty and freedom which is why it was so atrocious that they redirected a plane to arrest that guy from the Ryanair flight over Belarus because that was for me a magnification of what's been happening to journalists in as much as they aren't able to do their job that there is something going on at a level of governance Saturn in Aquarius the Saturn Jupiter in Aquarius in 2021 2020 at the end there's something going on that is silencing journalists they are they are they aren't able to do their thing that was a big sort of global message on the front page of the newspapers that was emblematic of what's been going on at a lower level and this doesn't apply to all journalists obviously some just are not feeling that because for whatever reason maybe you know they don't think that way there's plenty of people who don't question the crowd they don't they don't question the status quo and the status quo is very very persuasive again potentially because maybe neptune was square to the eclipses this time last year there is some kind of hypnotic psychological manipulation going on as far as i'm concerned there is the the language used is you know i've done enough sales training to understand that when you were referring to a vaccine as your vaccine that why are you putting pronouns in why is it yours it's not yours people there's, there's too much of that going on there's too many subliminal messages going on within the media again neptune in pisces neptune rules the media and here's square to the eclipse so when we see this eclipse at the north node in gemini we can expect, I think, some rogue journalism, some messy people getting out, more Russell Brands, more questions being asked, more, more debate, less, less being scared of getting it wrong and, and sort of being cancelled, sat in Aquarius, for being 
for not being politically correct enough, Saturn in Aquarius. Aquarius is like freedom, you know, for thinking for themselves. When you put Saturn in Aquarius, you get extreme political correctness. That is one of the shadows. Or maybe some people think it's a good thing when everybody is like extra, extra sensitive to other people and our differences instead of celebrating them we're, I don't I don't know it's again that's a big philosophical debate that I can't have on my own but it's definitely worth all of us having with ourselves or with other people where we think about cancel culture and publishers not being able to publish books that have anything too controversial that couldn't upset people like we people don't agree I do Instagram polls all the time like today I shared loads of quotes on envy and jealousy and I was like just put yes or no and everyone could write yes or no is this right you know like I could let me I could find one I shall find one so I just wrote I shared it envy is the art of counting another's blessings instead of your own yes or no people don't agree <laughs> it's like 60 40 on that so people don't agree and I I think that again is something really interesting is that we just don't all think the same so putting Saturn in Aquarius and trying to some people are very sensitive and don't like the piss you know someone taking the piss out of them some people hate that some people enjoy it and trying to put us all into one homogenized bracket of of what should be is is fine for people who like that but not fine for those who are not made that way and this I do believe this is a well we'll see because Pluto moves into Aquarius in 2024 and on and I think that will be really interesting personally considering the fact that the Moderna vaccine was launched on the 21st of June 21st of December or maybe the 17th I think it was the 21st at the the grand conjunction the grand mutation between Jupiter and Saturn at zero Aquarius when Pluto gets to zero Aquarius I expect some repercussions from that it's a long way away but that's what I expect I think what what did we see what is the Aquarius if you look at Pluto moving to Capricorn in 2008 and Capricorn being banks and we had the massive financial crisis and the the fact that there would been a massive bubble that was the Pluto moving into Capricorn. When Pluto moves into Aquarius, what is he going to show us that is completely wrong with Aquarius? I think he's going to show us dystopian control, where it's gone wrong, the data, the the like the repercussions of everybody having your data and now you can't get insured because you've got some gene or because you've got some predisposition to something. You know, because now we're getting to a point where you can't get on a plane because you might have a flu. But in a few years when everyone's like, OK, yeah, we need health. Health is everything. We need to protect our health. And everyone's giving away their DNA. And they're already collecting DNA anyway from various, uh, you know, like I did it stupidly, maybe not stupidly, but I wanted to know my ancestry. And that that will be a thing because, you know, oh, we'll catch it early if you've got some, you know, if you've got the Brecht gene, if you've got this, if you've got that. And some people will enjoy that because Saturn it will protect them. And some people will hate it because it's a, they believe perhaps that the soul and the spirit is stronger than their DNA, which I, I think there's definitely a line for that in that you get identical twins and one will develop something and the other one won't. There is definitely more than just our DNA. But when we are looking at our DNA and and then, you know, you know that you've got this gene 
okay people think you know science and tech in the future but there again there is this undermining of the soul and the spirit and the other side of life that is very real and very present but not measurable and again because we're looking at data 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 aquarius data 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 we're we've become obsessed with data and science and science needs redefining or do you know what it doesn't need redefining people just need to read the definition of what science is because science isn't just lab coats and lab technicians and syringes and drugs science is the observational analysis empirical analysis of the natural world where you spot patterns and then you draw conclusions it isn't just phds and labs and this kind of confusion that you to to think scientifically you it must be written in a scientific paper is actually not science <laughs> it's just not just following one one track of thought that of everybody who people who genuinely aren't particularly good at thinking logically and rationally then saying oh i trust the science but they don't really even know what that means it's, it's just very tiresome but i i think it's a it's a symptom of saturn in aquarius and the and the great conjunction when pluto gets there we are going to see the ramifications of what we have allowed to happen with the data capture and this over the top passion for certain education and for just thinking yeah, for, for being a doctor for but but definitely it's the state you know the state china is rising aquarius so we're we're very much looking at the state there and the you know the censorship on their media has been a thing for years everyone's known that that and everyone thought it was bad now nobody thinks it's bad everyone's like yes censorship is good it is good. These robots, they know. When I do a screenshot from the Sunday Times and they 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 put a fact check on it, it's completely reasonable. There should be outrage, but there isn't. And that is depressing. And I hope that when Pluto gets to Aquarius in a few years that the outrage emerges because that is when the collective underbelly, Pluto rules Scorpio, comes to the top and people are like, oh my God, I can't believe this. I can't believe they did this to us. It's like, mm, you did it to yourself. We all did it to ourselves. You know, everybody who bought a house in that housing bubble in 2006 because they, they were told it was a good thing to do. They were okay. Maybe they were tricked. Maybe, maybe they were conned. But also they were culpable. Really, you know, for, for being that naive. And if we if we look towards the end of the year when Venus goes retrograde in Capricorn, we, we can expect some of that, particularly because we have the final Saturn Uranus square on Christmas Eve. So the eclipses again, obviously, they're the 19th of November and the 4th of December this year. And then we have the Saturn Uranus square on the Christmas Eve and Venus retrograde on the 19th conjunct Pluto at 26 Capricorn. So <laughs> that that's when I see things starting to crumble and uh, and some at least repercussions from what we've been doing as a collective anyway this was supposed to be june but i've gone off piste so with jupiter going retrograde on the 20th 
we will see a scene change. There will be some surge of information, feeling. I think feeling really, because it's in Pisces and Pisces is such an emotional sign. But we'll understand this is how we learn. As I said, astrology is history. And to really understand what Jupiter and Pisces is going to mean for us next year, we have to look at the next few weeks. And I have to say that Pisces rules in the immune system and arguably virus. And um, so we could be looking at some viral escape, I imagine. Uh, we'll have to see. We shall have to see. But all in all, what can I say for June? It's, it's exciting. I think this Mercury retrograde is bringing such magic, actually. I, I am I'm quite a fan of thinking differently. He, when Mercury is retrograde, we are free to look at the world differently. We have more space. There's more freedom to roam in uh, the way we look at stuff. And the eclipse in particular is really a stamp. It's a snapping point. It's like the old way is broken and it's getting snapped and it's getting thrown out. What will you do with that? Because you have an opportunity to do something different with your life. I've written horoscopes, so you'll I'll be sharing them somewhere soon they weren't actually for me they were for a brand so I, I can't share them till they share them I've told you about the Scorpio one but from what I got from the eclipse uh on the 10th and then more interestingly equally interesting Mercury Casimir on the 11th is the information the headlines on the 10th and the 11th and the 12th are going to be wild Bitcoin of course sorry Bitcoin the, the fluctuations of the markets around that time. Biden's coming to the UK. I imagine that there will be discussion of Bitcoin and legislation. I think there will be a mess around that. I think they're going to try and do something. Um, and I say that because the day that Biden announced he was coming to the UK was the day that I believe it was Mars moved to cancer, maybe. can't remember what it was exactly, but either way, it was the day that Bitcoin had its first wobble. Maybe it was the 22nd of April. So the markets will be completely, completely wild. And all trading, all TA, technical analysis, is off, is wrong. Saturn square Uranus, it's wrong. Mercury's retrograde. Traders will be like, oh, look, we've broken the 200-day moving average. This is probably a bear market. Yeah, but it won't be. Because nothing, nothing is true. Nothing is correct under this chaos. Mercury is playing, as I said. He's having a fag break. He's, he's just doing what he wants. It's like, ha! And people don't realize. And it's if you are listening to this and you are aware of the fact that everything is messy and you can't quite trust what you're seeing, but yet it's creating space for you to snap and start and stamp and bring your life in and set your intentions and go forward from there, then game on. You know, it's fun when you can take a step back and be like, oh, wow, <laughs> everything's gone mental. Um, so I will leave you with that. I will leave you with that for now. I'll be sending me newsletters, et cetera, et cetera. But thank you for listening. And I shall have the July pod with you in a more timely manner because Mercury will be uh, direct by then. And I will be so organized. Okay. Thanks for listening. And if you don't know where to find me, it's hello at francescaoddy.com for me emails. Instagram is where I currently am. But in this Mercury retrograde phase, I am growing tired of it. I've switched off my DMs for the most part because I don't want to spend my life replying to DMs. Like, I love it. I love talking to everyone. But at the same time, this is my life. 
<laughs> and all I do is sit on my phone, which is why I've created my community, which you can find the link in my bio on my Instagram, because in the community, everybody could write and share instead of me having the same conversation with 50 people. You know, because it, we all, everyone's, we're all chatting about the same things and everyone's like, oh my God, this is so bad. And I'm like, yes, 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 to, to 30 different people. Whereas it would be great if everybody could meet and chat. So head to the Mighty Network. Book Club is now closed, but I am going to be doing something. Like, for instance, I would love to be doing these monthly within the community where I do a forecast for the month ahead. Um, and I will be setting up a private community to do that probably after the summer I don't I just I just don't have space to do anything more like that now but yeah that's what I will be doing so that you can navigate and plan and you know and use the astrology to plan your life okay that was a lot of mercury action with no notes <laughs> can you tell okay thanks for listening goodbye <laughs>